More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Second hour of Clay and Buck starts right now, everybody. Let's talk about the U.S.-Mexico border and the situation uh, thereof. The worst border we have had in living memory. Some would argue the most porous, the most open border that America has had, certainly in its modern history. Just take a moment to uh, grasp the entirety of this by the numbers. You're looking at about 6 million illegal entries at this point under Biden. Now, that it's tough because the gotaways are in the hundreds of thousands. and But the, the official number or the, the most, you know, the, the most precise number is about 5.5 million illegal entries to date. And then hundreds of thousands of gotaways. And there are, of course, there's the known gotaways and unknown gotaways. And we're not even, not even aware that you know, a gotaway is somebody that, that goes across the border. Let's say someone gets into a pickup truck and just, you know, just floors it and they never get apprehended by border patrol. That's a gotaway. Well, what about people that maybe either tunnel you know, under the border or they come across in a very remote area or whatever the case may be? You don't even know about those. So let's call it about 6 million illegal migrant entries into the country. And, you know, just the language on this becomes very difficult, meaning they keep saying that they're not 6 million illegals now. They broke the law, to be sure. Coming into the country, not at a port of entry through the lawful process is illegal. But that law is effectively no longer enforced. So it's been nullified. Illegal entry by the Biden administration has been nullified. And now we have processing and transportation and all of this done at massive taxpayer expense. You have the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, saying that the migrant crisis there is a disaster that is ruining the city. Those were his words. Um, he's got 40,000 migrants. How is that? 40,000 migrants? I thought they'd all be you know, doing the jobs Americans won't do. And, you know, a nation of immigrants. And it's just going to make everybody wealthier and happier and, and less crime and more... More to go around, right? I mean, all the good things that are supposed to happen, you say, hold on a second. 
What's going on? Why is New York City having this moment where the mayor, the Democrat mayor and the entirely Democrat system are demand? Now, I know they want billions of dollars of federal funds because they are facing an $8 billion deficit in New York City next year. Ouch. So part of this is a money grab. I understand that. But he could he could try to get money without saying that the migrants are a huge burden on the city that is hurting quality of life for the other residents. But that's what the mayor is saying. So now just imagine what that is like. That's only 40,000 migrants. Imagine all across the country you're looking at about 6 million. Um, that's a pretty massive wave, right? We all understand this. Now I get to what the Biden administration is doing about this. Mayorkas was just uh, testifying about this recently. Um, and we have we have some sound, uh, some, some audio uh, clips of him. Uh, talking about what's going on. First of all, he he calls this a a hemispheric challenge. You notice this is the big thing. They pretend like our ability to enforce our border is really about a lot of multilateral meetings with countries, all you know, all the countries to our south, and that's going to really deal with this. Play clip three. Hemispheric challenge that demands hemispheric solutions. Working with our neighbors in the region. We can and will reduce the number of migrants who reach our southern border. The regional processing centers announced today will be a critical addition to the programs and processes DHS has in place for qualifying individuals to obtain authorization to enter the United States before arriving at our borders. Now, let me tell you what's happening here, because they, you know, the the Democrat media is not going to tell you anything about this. Okay, they're going to keep this quiet for right now you're seeing the shift as we go into this presidential election cycle they got a couple things one it is believed the biden administration is going to end title 42 enforcement at the border remember that's a cdc pandemic authority so oh pandemic's happening sorry can't come in now there were still millions of people coming in but for single adult males it did give unless there were some you know other specific uh carve outs and loopholes which were exploited too but it gave a, a, an opportunity for single adult males who cross illegally to be quickly deported and it was used they say uh, a couple of million times all right so that's going to go away may 11th which means there'll be a uh surge of the human trafficking via the cartels and everything else it, it's going to be a mess it's going to be a mess because that's an authority that allows for greater border enforcement, right? You take away that authority, even though obviously the pandemic is over, things the border are going to get worse. So what is the Biden administration doing? You know how I've been telling you to get ready for it. And I, I can see the heads shaking at me in a sense all across the country as you listen to this. But you know it's true, right? I'm shaking my head telling you it, that Biden is going to run as a guy who is pro-police and actually republicans are the ones who want to defund the fbi and as crazy as that may sound to you it doesn't matter that it's the point is it's a lie it doesn't matter that this is the uh the issue um that the democrats are the most dishonest on they understand what they're doing they're lying to you on purpose and biden is going to be the face of that lie that the democrats who have ruined some of america's greatest and most beautiful cities with their idiotic crime policies are actually a party that respects law enforcement and, you know, wants to keep people safe and public safety, and it's all a lie. Now, that's one part of it. 
Another part of this is, and you can see this from the new announcement from Mayorkas, head of DHS, which controls Border Patrol, which controls ICE, that they are putting in place some policies that are meant to start to turn the faucet off of illegal flow into the country. Now, that doesn't mean to shut it off entirely, but it means just to start the process. So they're setting up these uh, immigration processing centers, for example, in some other countries. I think the ones they've mentioned are Guatemala and Colombia. Now, they're going to do this because they're going to say they're hoping that this will take some of the inflow um but guess what the people that the people that are coming to the country they know they're not actually asylum seekers but this is made to look like oh see we're giving people more options to apply for asylum in america now that's one way that could shake out meaning that just very few people go to the guatemala and colombia migration processing centers to get them into america remember asylum is Entry into the U.S., I need to be here, or if I go back to my home country, I'll be oppressed and persecuted. Refugee is, I'm in another country, I want to come into America, and I'm applying for it. Right? That's kind of the way it breaks down within the system. So it's similar, there's just a little bit of a difference in the process. So effectively, they're setting up refugee processing centers in Colombia and Guatemala. Um, so they can say, see, this is what we're doing. They are uh, also... Also, as Title 42 gets ready to end here, saying that they're going to start to enforce the law with regard to crossing through Mexico and claiming asylum in America. Hold on a second. If you are Colombian, if you are Guatemalan, if you're Thai, if you're Pakistani, if you're Swedish, whatever, and you get all the way to Mexico and then go all the way to America... You are not asylum-seeking. You are shopping for a country you would rather be in. It is a different thing. You are not supposed to, under our immigration laws, you're supposed to apply for asylum in the first safe country you go to. And this also led to the third-party safe agreements at the border that, that Trump set up, where, okay, you want asylum in America, you wait in Mexico until you get your day in court in America, right? Remember, they set up that program, second half of the Trump administration. What did Biden do? Obliterated it. The whole point here is the incentive structure. They're gaming the system in every way possible to skip to the front of the immigration line, to violate our laws, to undermine our sovereignty, and the Democrats are grinning at them while they do it, while looking at the at the voters in this country and saying, oh, we, we want a secure border, too. We, we want to tighten things up now. So that is, I mean, the way, by the way, the way NPR writes this, the Biden administration is pushing ahead with a controversial rule that would make it more difficult for migrants to get asylum if they cross the border illegally after passing through Mexico. No, that's the whole reason that it's not controversial. You see, you notice that it's a controversial. It's because obviously they're not asylum. Asylum seekers are meant to be people who do not have the option safely of remaining in their country because they are persecuted. Right. So that's supposed to be if I go back there, I'm a you know, I'm a Christian in a Muslim country who faces, you know, uh, death and 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 my family faces the same unless I get out of here. I'm a political dissident from the Soviet Union. If you don't take me in your country, I'm going to be tortured and murdered my whole family. That's what asylum is for. It's not 
oh, you guys have a great welfare state and better job opportunities, so sign me up. That's immigration, which is great and fine, but you're supposed to do that legally, right? We have a whole process for that. A lot of people listening to this right now went through that process. I'm surrounded here in uh, South Florida by millions of people who have gone through that legal process. So then you get to the other part of this, though, right? So on the, on the, you have the Biden administration setting up the rules, changing things around a bit so that they can make the claim to voters that they want a secure border too. So they've let in the six million and then going into the election, the numbers, they're going to start to trickle the numbers down. They're going to start to bring, you know, start to tighten up that faucet a little bit, right? Still going to be flowing, but they're going to tighten it up a little bit. Why? So then the whole media goes, oh, look what Biden's working so hard to secure the border. It's all a head fake. It's all a head fake. You know what they're going to do. If Biden wins another term, where can I place this bet? The faucet, the floodgates fly open again. These little rules and things they're putting in place that are meant to just start to begin, the, you know, to have the, the wave of illegal immigrants recede. That will be pushed aside and it'll be, oh, it'll be a free for all all over again. Sorry. You know, the, the, uh, NGOs, they've decided that we're too harsh on these migrants or so we're just going to let everyone in again. That's it. You know, the Soros funded, uh, open borders groups, you know, they're really upset with us. So, uh, sorry. Those rules are all gone now. They are doing this so that people forget what has happened at the border under the Biden administration just long enough so they can vote the wrong way. And then the border border can be kicked wide open. This is the this is the game. The Obama administration did this. I remember this. Remember they started to call Obama the deporter in chief. And there were even some Democrats who were saying that the Obama administration was deporting, um, you know, uh, less than less than certainly would have been deported under a Republican administration. But they were deporting at a at a level that was pretty close to some historical norms. It, it had dropped down, but it wasn't. Why were they doing that going into the 2012 election? Because what was the whole second term of the Obama administration really focused on? First term was Obamacare, as we know. Second term, what was the big thing they wanted? Amnesty. So by convincing people, oh, look at Democrats. They're reasonable. Obama's the deporter in chief. He wants a secure border, too. Oh, let's create amnesty for, you know, 15 million, 20 million. What no one knows what the number is. Illegals that were in the country. That was the game that was being played there. A similar game is being played here by the Biden administration. They want all of the, well, you're not going to forget, but they want enough Americans to forget about what a catastrophe our border has been, about how our border patrol has been overstretched, about how we've had such a, uh, the, the cartels are flush with cash. They want us to forget all of this and think, oh, yeah, I guess Biden's, He's starting to get serious about the border. Maybe maybe he is a moderate on this issue. Maybe we can trust him. It's all a lie. You see it and I see it. And I, I can see how they're moving the pieces around on the chessboard right now. Straight out of the playbook. Don't let them get away with it. We have to stay focused on this issue. What's that phrase, by the way? Hope for the best, plan for the worst. You've heard it before, right? Look, planning for the unexpected is the prudent thing to do, the responsible thing to do. And that means having emergency food on hand. It's food insurance. Invest in a food foundation for your family with a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. These are meals prepared in such a way that they'll last for years, and they're packaged so they're available for you for years to come. 
These kits provide over 2,000 calories every day for energy during tough times. Get breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, and snacks. Order yours today. Receive a free gravity-powered Alexa Pure Pro water filtration system valued at $279 as a bonus. With this offer, you're securing food and purified water for the next crisis. Your three-month kit and free Alexa Pure Pro are all shipped to your doorstep in discreet boxes with free shipping included. Don't let this emergency food offer from My Patriot Supply pass. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. The Truth Compass, pointing due right every day. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. As I had uh, mentioned earlier in the hour, we're going to have uh, Ted Nugent joining us here in a few minutes. He wants to talk about a rally that has to do with the border that's going to be happening in uh, Austin. So he can give us some of those details and and talk about why he wants to raise uh, attention to the issue. As I'm saying to you, this is there, there's a, a messaging component of what the Democrats are doing and then the day-to-day reality of it. They're trying to mislead you about what the Biden administration's intent is. I mean, think about it this way. It, it's it's a little bit like if if their job was to prevent, you know, shoplifting, uh, you know, after after all the shoplifting has occurred, 
They're standing at the door as the police arrive, and they're saying, hey, we, we've shut this thing down. Don't worry. And then as soon as the police leave, and then in this analogy, you, the voter, are the police, as soon as they leave, they're going, okay, start shoplifting again. They just don't care. They just don't care about what's really happening. Actually, it's worse than they don't care. They want to uh, use this as a tool to undermine sovereignty and to really uh, delegitimize so much of the system they pre- they pretend to care about. Um, why is it that, you know, <laughs> you can deal with this. If you, certain states, if you're, if you're just in the state, they want to tax you. They're going to seize money from you. And you have no choice but to pay, even if you don't live in that state. So your mere presence is the basis to take money from you under threat of imprisonment. But if you're in the country illegally, that's totally fine. Right. That's totally fine. No, 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 uh, rule of law issue whatsoever. That's the Democrat view. By the way, I mentioned, um, where was this? This was, uh, Mayorkas saying that Title 42 is going to end. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a flood at our southern border. Play clip four. We have been preparing for this transition for more than a year and a half. Notwithstanding those preparations, we do expect that encounters at our southern border will increase. Yep. (laughs) He's he's like, oh, we've been preparing for this. You know how you get border encounters to uh, decrease? You enforce the law and you deport people who aren't legally entering the country. That's how you do it. And you set up uh, immigration courts. So if somebody says, no, no, I have a real asylum claim, you get them heard right away. You know what the percentages are? It's something like uh, 90% of the people who are saying that they are asylum seekers are are immediately shut down when they actually get in front of a judge because they have no real claim. But this is the game. This is the way that they are going to continue to play it. We'll talk to Ted Newton here in a few minutes. Born on America's darkest day of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden and bring stability. For severely injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, giving severely injured heroes the ability to live more independent lives. Through the Veteran Homelessness Program, Tunnel to Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans across America. More than 500 in 2022 and more than 1,500 in 2023. Because all veterans who honorably served, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude. People who put their lives on the country, uh, lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. Help America's heroes and their families. Join Tunnel the Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. Join us in donating $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. Welcome back to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show, 800-282-2882. Just seeing this flash up on the screen that uh, Fox is running a story on how there is a surge in the demand for bulletproof cars because crime has risen so dramatically in in many cities. Uh, I just feel like this needs to be such a uh, a major issue for everyone in the country for everyone in the country going into the 2024 election i'm going to return to this in a second um because it reminds me of friends of mine who actually grew up in latin america specifically in brazil who had to travel everywhere with their families in bulletproof cars because the crime rate was so high and the kidnapping was so uh, so common but we'll come back to that part in a second here 
We got our friend Ted Nugent with us now. He is a rock and roll legend. Um, he does so many things. I can't. Second Amendment enthusiast. Uh, he's a, he's a great man, and he is talking to us today about a rally in Austin, Texas, that is scheduled for tomorrow, called "How Many More." Ted, great to have you on the show, sir. Tell us about what's going on with the How Many More rally uh, planned for tomorrow. Well, Buck, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Happy spring turkey season to you all. Never, ever refer to me as a Second Amendment enthusiast. Refer to me as a Second Amendment absolutist. But anyhow, I'm I'm just a We the People guitar player, and I am just heartbroken and shattered and really pissed off that my government won't secure my borders. I mean, it's engineered recidivism. It's an engineered invasion. And you don't give invaders a bus ticket. You don't process invaders. You turn them the hell back. So I'm going to try to wake up Governor Abbott to secure my home state of Texas. Boy, how radical and demanding can I be, huh? So it's going to be a big rally where we've got legislation called the Border Force where we're going to stop this engineered invasion, this destruction of America, this abandonment of the most res- number one responsibility of our government, and that is to secure my damn country. And there is a, a force to reckon with. We're now civilians. Yes, we the people, civilians, law enforcement heroes, not to be confused with those guys in Uvalde, and, and warriors of the U.S. military, not to be confused with Mark Milley, where we're going to secure the border. We're going to stand there, and we are going to make people turn around and go back. You can't invade my country. Boy, am I a radical or what, Buck? Interesting. Um, yes, these days to think that the U.S. has a border and should enforce it is apparently, if you're a Democrat, a highly radical position. I know you guys uh, at the at howmanymore.com is the is the site uh, where people can see more of the details on this. You want to empower the state of Texas to create a state-based border protection unit. Um, are you getting support from Texas-based law and I don't know, maybe even the Republican governor of Texas for this initiative. Well, there's incredible support. It's, it's a demand from the streets. I mean, the citizens of Texas are, are just appalled. They're scratching their heads going, what the hell is going on that a Republican governor can't secure our borders? You know, I'm just a guitar player, Buck, but I've got a couple hundred acres here on our Spirit Wild Ranch, and I've got my borders secure. I've got buddies down in uh, South Texas who secured their borders, but they're not getting any help from the state or the, or the feds. Fedzilla has abandoned their number one responsibility. So, yeah, there's incredible groundswell of support, and it goes way beyond support. It's a demand. We have got to secure our borders and stop this invasion. It's, it's really an unprecedented abandonment of a cultural duty here, especially in the state of Texas. Can you believe it happens in Texas, Buck? Well, they got a big border, right? So it's a lot of a lot of ground that is being left wide open for the cartel human smuggling, as well as just the overall flow of migrants and drugs. By the way, fentanyl. I hadn't even talked about that. I don't know if you heard me earlier in the hour, uh, Ted, but the situation in the border is the worst it's ever been from a human trafficking perspective. But from a fentanyl trafficking perspective, it is also the worst it's ever been. And these things are tied together because of the resource depletion at the border. Sometimes people, members of Border Patrol, will uh, apprehend individuals crossing illegally, and they'll have to spend an entire shift just processing them, which means they're not on the border, which means then the cartels can run whatever drugs through they want. And, you know, the problem I think we face, though, Ted, is the Biden administration, 
doesn't want to stop this. And they're going to say it's a federal-only issue, right, that states aren't allowed to do this, kind of like what they've done with sanctuary cities. So what do you think about about that? I mean, is this partially to mobilize people to wake them up in advance of the 2024 elections to know that Biden White House likes the situation as it is? Well, how... How embarrassing and 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 in, un, un, unbelievable is the fact that you and I are talking, uh, approaching the end of April 2023, and we're trying to create border security. I mean, we have a chemical warfare invasion from the communist Chinese fentanyl gangs, as facilitated and and driven home by the gangster Mexican drug cartels and the Mexican government. And the Mexican military and the Mexican law enforcement, they're all gangsters. And Uncle Sam has the doors wide open, literally facilitating and promoting the chemical warfare through fentanyl and methamphetamine, killing more Americans annually than died in the Vietnam War. This, this is just toxic. It is pure evil. And, and yeah, we're waking up. I mean, the, the apathy that has allowed this freak to get in the White House and allow these uh, these uh, laws and regulations to allow engineered recidivism, engineered invasion. Uh, yeah, we're finally getting our head out of our ass. I've never had my head in my ass. I've always been an activist, always a, a self-evident truth guy. But now people are waking up and going, yeah, we got a bunch of Chinese nationals. We got Iranians, Iraqis, Somalians, Nigerians. We got, we got people coming in this country that are military-age men. And they're invading our country, and Uncle Sam is rolling out the red carpet. It must come to an end. How many more.com is the site? How, how many are you expecting, Ted, tomorrow in Austin, Texas, at the How Many More rally? Well, we did a wonderful Gun Owners of America rally yesterday, Buck, and we had a, a few hundred people show up. It was uh, not well known that it was going to happen because the media censors Uncle Ted because uh, truth, logic, and common sense is kryptonite to the media. And uh, we expect to have thousands of people here today. I'm bringing my Gibson Birdland from Kalamazoo, Michigan, uh, to play a fire-breathing star-spangled banner, kind of like the A-10 Warthog soundtrack of freedom. And uh, it's going to be a hellraiser. We're finally rallying to secure our borders. I mean, I, I'm embarrassed to have to say that, but at least we're doing it now. Can I ask my, my Second Amendment absolutist friend a question on that for a second, Tab, before we, uh, before we let you get back to the organizing and everything? Um, the ATF, uh, the ATF director just yesterday or a couple of days ago was defending this pistol brace rule. And I, I just want to remind everybody 10 years ago, the ATF said the pistol brace is fine. And now they're saying if you don't destroy it or register it by June 1st, you are technically a felon who could spend 10 years in federal prison. Is the Second well, Amendment community are are they, are they are they woken up to this reality? Is anyone going to do anything about this? Oh yeah, there's there's armies and armies of American families that are just aghast that this guy could be that treasonous, that oath violating. What he's doing is he's violating his oath. Let me put it real clearly, Buck. I think you know this. I hate to preach to the choir, but it needs to be said. I get to keep and bear arms. There's no difference between a 17 and 7 eighths inch rifle and an 18 inch rifle. What the hell does that have to do with anything? And I have to get a federal permit from Uncle Sam to put a muffler on my gun. 
I have to, by law, have a muffler on my lawnmower, but I got to get a federal, you know, tax stamp for, for my gun's muffler. It, we're living in the planet of the apes cuckoo's nest right now. And yes, the uh, Gun Owners of America, Citizens Committee for the Right to Keep and Bear Arms, the Second Amendment Foundation, there are a bunch of families waking up that we are fighting back. And this rule that they're trying to cram down our throats, I was going to go to a different orifice, um, we're, we're denying it. We're defying it. I have a flag right now that says, I will not comply. If you violate your oath to the Constitution and infringe on my God-given Second Amendment guaranteed right, I will not comply. Go to tednugent.com and get a bunch of them. Tomorrow you can join Ted down in Austin, uh, outside the uh, Capitol there. Ted, always appreciate you, sir. Keep on rocking. Guarantee my best to you guys, man. God bless you for filling in for the great Rush Limbaugh. You're doing a great job, you and Clay. Thank you, sir. We appreciate that very much. You know, the best products are made with a passion, a belief that they improve the lives of others in some way. There's a whole lot of passion in the making of Chalk's male vitality stack. The Patriots working at Chalk in Texas work to perfect an all-natural set of supplements designed to provide men with healthy quantities of energy and focus. And they've done it. A subscription for male vitality stack gives you everyday energy and the kind of inner drive that makes a remarkable positive difference. The leading ingredient in this daily regimen replenishes deficient amounts of testosterone in a man's body. A healthy level of that is the source of energy that gets you through the day. In three months' time, Chalk replenishes 20% of the testosterone your body needs. When you rely on Chalk's Vitality Stack, you feel better in every way. Find it online at Chalk.com. That's C-H-O-Q.com. Get 35% off any Chalk subscription you choose for life when you use my name, Buck, in your purchase. That's a great discount for a very long time. Chalk.com. C-H-O-Q.com is the website. Use Buck, B-U-C-K, as the promo code for 35% off. The Clay and Buck Podcast Deep Dives with cool content, surprise guests. Get it all on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back to Play and Buck. Uh, Trump said something pretty uh, pretty funny. Um, he said he had a major announcement uh, where he is going to retire the name. Oh, it's like retiring the jersey up in the rafters of the stadium. But he's going to retire the name Crooked Hillary. And he's going to give it to Biden. So it'll be Crooked Biden. Play 14. This is going to be a major announcement. Are you ready? Is everybody ready? I'm going to retire the name Crooked so that we can use the name for Joe Biden because he'll be known from now on as Crooked Joe Biden. Crooked Joe Biden. It is amazing how much the Biden family gets a pass for what's obviously not just violations of law in the case of Hunter Biden, but just the overall corruption. Remember, not all corruption is necessarily a violation of law. It is possible for there to be corruption or to talk of it without it necessarily being uh, a, a felony, although usually it is a felony, but you can just speak about the corruption of the system overall. And the Bidens were certainly trying to sell the perception of the Bidens for sale, right? Oh, just give me money. Give Hunter money. And when you need a little bit of uh, extra attention from Joe, then you'll get it. Now, even if that attention, so to speak, that access, that insiderism doesn't manifest, you're still selling the belief to people that it will, right? So that's that's not the way this is supposed to work. That's uh, that's not the way that a a first family and and certainly um, a a sitting president or at that time vice president depends on where we are in the timeline uh, would have uh, operated. Uh, we've got a bunch of lines lit. Want to get to some of your calls? Let's take uh, Jamie in Connecticut. What's going on, Jamie? By the way, this is for Clay because I understand he has a, a legal background. Sure, I'll pass out? I'll pass it along to him. Go ahead. Thank you. As I understand it, prosecutors build their cases by showing a pattern of behavior because it shows intent. Why haven't there been any class action suits against specific businesses like CNN, Washington Post, NBC, New York Times? With their business product of news and information, they've been intentionally scamming consumers for years. Their pattern of deceptive practices lies and reporting only news that and information that furthers their agenda has caused a lot of harm to consumers socially mentally physically financially well i mean they'll i can tell you with without thank you for calling in jamie uh, without a law degree they just will say that they have a first amendment right to take the positions that they do on a whole range of issues now they'll deny you and they'll deny other people that right 
but they will successfully always, um, and, and in some cases very rightfully say that they have the right as institutions to say the most wrong things. Now, the only exceptions to that, uh, was when you get into defamation. Um, and obviously the, look, I, I've been saying this for a while now. The, the lawsuit against Fox News is really, which was settled, but it, it's really an attempt to, uh, to use the legal system as a tool of lawfare against one side of the political aisle in the media. Because uh, here's my question. How is it that CNN with the, with the Russia collusion nonsense, you know, shouldn't Don Jr. be able to sue CNN? Shouldn't, you know, the first family I mean, for, put Trump aside? They'll say Trump's a public figure. He was a president. So anything goes, which I don't know. Is that, that that's starting to test the outer limits of defamation uh, as we know it as well. But what about the people around him? What about the lies that were told by these media outlets about these individuals being traitors? Why can't they sue? And the answer is that we live in a country that is now, unfortunately, not just comfortable with these double standards. Uh, I think we're somewhat, we're, um, we've become a little bit desensitized to these double standards, but actually our legal system is now built on a foundation of double standards which you're seeing more and more in jurisdiction after jurisdiction. And depending on which side of it, if you are favorable to the system of uh, Democrat, leftist, totalitarian control, you get a very different treatment in the system than if you are somebody who believes in individual rights, constitutional protection, and the ability to call out the BS within the system. Um, Chris in El Paso. What's going on, Chris? Mega Ditto's Buck, I have to say that you are a sexy, not a beautiful beast. Men cannot be beautiful. They can be sexy, though, without your beard. And also, you were uh, 99% correct about Rush the other day. You know, everything was spot on what you said, except for the very end, the conclusion. Rush would have already at this point uh, nominated, well, he would have endorsed uh, President Trump because of two reasons. One, because of the illegal raid on Mar-a-Lago. And two, when has a president, a former president, ever been arrested before? So, so Chris, can I, can I ask you, can I ask you a question? Um, yes, sir. Rush was on the air for over 30 years. How many, he I want you to take a guess, time. how many times in that 30 year Not career once. as the greatest radio host of all time, Rush endorsed a Republican in a primary? Never. Take a guess. Never, ever. Never, ever. Never did it. Never not once. Not a single time. So, so if we're, if we're trying to be, you know, if we're trying to honor and respect this standard that Rush set here on the show, why would we go against a very clear mandate that he himself spoke about on the show many, many, many times over a 30 year career? Huh? Okay. Well, I guess he's gone. I'm just, you know, I, I, I'm just just the facts, folks. Just presenting it to you, right? I mean, if if uh, I, I don't know how much more clear it could be. This is, but that, that's why I addressed it the other day. I keep getting people that are telling me Rush would have already endorsed. Rush would always. I was a Rush listener as well as a Rush fill-in for years. Rush never endorsed and said that it was not his role to endorse. So, folks, you know, I, I'm I'm going to I'm going to obey the great Rush on this one and and actually play by the rules that. He set forth that I also think are the right rules for us here on the show. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. 
I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.